as of this point in the story, until further notice, um, we are no longer playing straightforward Monster of the Week. We're playing my bespoke Monster of the Week hack for this particular part of the adventure. Hacks, hacks, so, hacks. <laughs> hacks, hacks, hacks. So welcome. Let me run down the rules for this scenario with you real quick. So this is some fun meta knowledge for you guys so that you understand how the game is played. Here's the deets. So this is a uh, Monster of the Week mini game that I have titled Hide and Seek after the name of this particular arc. Right. And also because I think it's neat. So your objective is to make it through the eight hours of nighttime until the sun rises again and you can carry on with your mission. As you guys know, you're being sort of cased by a hide behind. Um, and so you're going to have to obviously handle that situation. However, as anybody who has knowledge of hide behinds knows, um, directly engaging a hide behind in combat is not really an option. So instead of like going through a traditional monster fight, um, I have a different scenario set up where basically you guys just kind of have to wait this scenario out. Right? Um, so that means that we have to do two things. Basically, we have to figure out a way to like pass this time um, and also a way to like mechanically deal with the situation at hand. Mm -hmm. So um, you have to make it through the eight hours of night until sunrise. And during that time, there are specific sort of abstract objectives that you guys have to complete in order to get each hour of time to pass. Mm. Those objectives are not necessarily going to be clear to you at the beginning. Um, they're known to me, and that will sort of like determine how time passes in this way. Um, but it'll make more sense once we start doing it. Dude, this is cool as hell. Thanks. You're welcome. So for each hour, um, you have a few different options available to you. And we'll get to these narratively. Like, you'll see that they all make sense. But for you to know mechanically as players, here's what you can do. Mm -hmm. um, you can, first of all, um, drink. Because hide-behinds are repelled by I the scent of whiskey. I was going yeah. to ask. <laughs> yep, of course, that is an option to you. So if you drink mechanically, um, the whiskey lasts for an hour. Um, it protects you from hide-behind. But it gives you a negative one to sharp rolls until the end of the turn. Shoot. Yeah, of course it would. That makes sense. Right. Um. You can also choose to spend your hour um, keeping vigil, which means that you'll stay awake and specifically be, like, looking out for the hide behind, right? Yeah. So in order to do that, you'll roll plus sharp. Um, on a failure, you take a hard move against you. And on a mixed success, you take a soft move against you. On a total success, you manage to keep the hide behind away for the hour, which means that for that hour, you and your team members can basically, like, do whatever. You don't have to worry about hide behind threats. You can choose to sleep for the hour, um, which lets you regain your sharp and cool stats for the next turn, but does give uh -huh. up your ability to like participate in conversations or to like defend or keep vigil or whatever. Yeah. But every two consecutive hours that you stay awake, you lose one sharp and one cool. Oh, shoot. Alex. So those are your sort of like stats. And I know it's confusing if you have questions about anything like I'll definitely clarify as we go along. Um, so basically, if you stay awake for two hours in a row, you start losing sharp and cool. Sleep regains those sharp and cool stats for you and like basically resets you back to base level, um, but does give up your ability to sort of participate in that turn. Oh, man. You're then you can also keep vigil or you can drink, et cetera, et cetera. Your game is mean. <laughs> Sorry. You a mean game. <laughs> it's still less mean than making you like try to directly combat like a mm. thing that you can't really hurt. 
a thing that by its very definition, like, is really good at just, like, avoiding. Yeah, yeah exactly. At just kind of noping out of there. <laughs> Does anybody have any immediate questions about this game or, like, the mechanics of it? I don't think so. So How did the booze get into the woods? We will narratively justify that. This is for you guys to know as players. Are we, like, playing Monster of the Week with just these added uh, conditions? Good question. So, yeah, like, basically normal Monster of the Week rules are still in effect. I'm just going to say that, like, these mechanics are taking the place of, like, these are sort of the core of what's happening here. If for some reason a scenario were to come up where you would need to use something else, that's fine. But I don't want you guys trying to, like, lean on your other moves to manipulate the environment around you so much. Um, Mm -hmm. I just kind of want, like, this to be the core of this experience for you. Cool. Mm -hmm. So basically, like, I'm not really looking for you guys to do, like, a bunch of manipulate person roles or a bunch of, like, reading a bad situation roles. That's sort of been replaced by this vigil role. And then um, if you would really need to get into combat, like, if you were somebody were to fail a vigil role and, like, a hard move would happen, then Uh you could interact with your environment in that way. But until that happens, I just kind of want this to be the focus, this sort of pared down, like, few moves available to you thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. I understand. I can't guarantee I won't have questions along the way. That's fine. Oh, you yeah, will. I know I'll have questions. <laughs> <laughs> I love I'm, your I'm sure there will Andrew. be hella questions. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of confusing. Um, I can send you guys like these rules in text form if you want. Oh, that's great. So these notes that I just took are <laughs> <laughs> essentially useless now. I'll just <laughs> no, they're not useless. I'll just ask you again if I need something. Okay, fair. I don't want to close out the audacity window. Oh, good plan. Good plan. So the notes are good, Tim. Okay. (laughs) And then, um, like I stated earlier, basically you have a series of abstract objectives that will cause, like, the hour to pass. Or I guess a better way to say is the hour won't pass until one of those things happens. Um, Do you guys want the meta-knowledge of knowing what those things are, or would you rather just find them out? What would be most helpful? It's not anything that you will have to go out of your way to do. It's not like there's a scavenger hunt or like something you have Mm -hmm. to find or whatever. It's more like things that I'm hoping will come about as a natural consequence of the situation that you're in. But if you'd like to know what they are as people, just so you can sort of structure your mind in that way, then I'm fine with giving that information to you. I'm kind of fine with whatever. I don't want it to seem like we're trying to do this thing. I don't know. It might not be as narrative yeah, I mean, and interesting if we'd like know what goals we're trying to get to. And then we. Yeah. Which is kind of what I was wondering, but I, I also, I mean, I have enough faith in you guys as players and storytellers that I don't think it would feel that way. Okay. I, I yeah. would, I would prefer not to know. So if you guys want yeah. to know, I'll like take my headphones off. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I kind of don't want to know either. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And then if we have okay. trouble getting to the, different things okay. yeah. than we'll yeah, ask for yeah, sure. yeah or i can just like we can get through and if you guys are questions about like okay like why did that thing work right. then i'll be like okay here's what it was or maybe like as you guys hit various like checkpoints i'll tell you like oh this worked because x y yeah we'll figure sounds it out. good it's all jazz baby it's all jazz a jazz baby a jazz baby, a jazz baby. Oh. Oh, oh, get out of here jazz baby your fingers are what too are you small doing to in these the woods? trumpet <laughs> Oh, goodness. Okay, so any other questions before we get started? No. No. Do you play the trumpet in jazz sometimes? 
Yeah. Do I personally, or do does people? one? I said yes. it, and then I go, okay, I thought so, but I just had this really intense, like, crisis after I made that stupid joke. I was like, wait, wait, does, do people play jazz trumpet? Yes, they do. Some people okay, think trumpet was the first jazz. <laughs> that argument could be made, yes. End sentence. Some people think trumpet was the first jazz. Hey, right, Yahoo anyway. Answers, what was the first jazz? So Let's play a game. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it to it. Do you want to set the scene? Yeah. So, as per the end of our last encounter, <laughs> uh, the six of you are all in the woods. You were preparing to make camp for the night when suddenly you were alerted to the presence of what you have determined to be a hide behind. Mm-hmm. 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 Now, um, this is kind of up to you guys a little bit if you want to sort of play out your understanding of how this night is going to go and like figure some things out in character that's fine with me or if you want to get right to just like jumping in and starting from hour one we can do that yeah what do you guys think i'm kind of okay with just yeah. like jumping in let's just do it me okay. too i don't want to waste your time with this is a hide behind and this is what hide behinds do like that seems kind of silly you have two people in your party who work for the National Park Service and I think probably encounter hide-behinds with some degree of regularity. You um, also have a folklorist librarian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to assume that you guys have all of the knowledge about hide-behinds that you need to know that you can't fight one directly. Um, and that therefore you're going to have to sort of wait out the night and I think taking shifts would naturally occur to you. Mariah already suggested that at the end of the last episode anyway, so that'll make sense to me. I'm just going <laughs> to warn you ahead of time, Tim knows nothing about hide behinds. Great, okay. Well, then Martha can ask questions. Okay, what? I'll just be clueless. <laughs> or you can ask questions. <laughs> or I mean that too, but yeah. <laughs> that is an option available to you. Alrighty, so let's go ahead and start with hour one then. So the first thing I think for you guys to sort of do, and this probably should be an in-character discussion, is to decide who's going to do what for this hour. Like if you're Mm -hmm. taking shifts, deciding who's going to be awake, who's going to be asleep, Mm -hmm. who's going to sort of be keeping an eye out, etc, etc. So um, let's jump right in. All right. Um... I think taking shifts is a good idea. Does anyone want to volunteer to go first? I mean, I'm not Um, really tired, so I can go first. Mariah turns, uh, sits down, unzips her combat boot, and pulls a small flask out of the side. Very good. Good thinking. (laughs) Wait, Mm -hmm, So good thinking, just bringing booze on the trip. Okay, yeah. I can't sleep in the woods if I don't have something to drink first. Sorry, I don't like to think about all the spiders and the scorpions crawling around. Well, not only that, but... What what's in there? Um, it's uh, whiskey. Well, that's a uh, actually a natural repellent for a hide behind. So we should all maybe have a little nip. Yeah, I know. That's why mind. I got it out. <laughs> um, sounds good. I don't have a ton in here, but if I think maybe if anyone who's staying awake, I think Zoe wants... also reaches into her bag and pulls out like a larger flask and is like <laughs> Zoe am I the only nice. person that knows how to have fun in the woods or Mariah gives Zoe like a little finger guns like like a hey girl yes. <laughs> so what we just we just down it and we're good well we don't well, want to go through it all at once it. it's only yeah, gonna all at once 
It's only going to stay in your system for a limited amount of time, so we probably want to spread it out. Okay, well, I guess if we know who's ready to stay awake, who's going to sleep and wake up next? Okay, um... Um, I can. You can't? I, c- I can. I, I will. I will do that. Okay, um, who... So, Martha's first. Yeah. Martha's I'll up. sleep and go next. I don't know what if are I, you all gonna do? I don't know if I can sleep right now. I think I might just have a drink and sit it out. Okay, good plan. Um, okay. Um, if Siobhan's gonna sleep, then I should probably stay awake. Good thinking. Mariah offers the flask to Adam. Uh, he declines. Okay, fair. Honestly, Adam Kennedy doesn't need to be drinking. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about where he's at with it. Okay. So Mariah's going to stay awake and drink this hour? Yes. Okay. Martha, are you staying awake with the intention of keeping a vigil? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Siobhan, you're going to go do a slap? Yeah, I'm going to go do do some sleeps. Okay. Um, Adam will also stay awake and he'll keep vigil. I am just vigil. going to sort of rule as like overall that um, the NPCs like will help with like keeping vigil narratively, but I'm not going to like let those roles make or break things for you guys. So they, okay. I'm not going to do en- like right. vigil roles for NPCs is what I'm saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, I rolled a nine. Okay, give me just a second. We need to decide yeah. um, what your other two NPCs are doing for this hour. And I'm going to assume that they're probably going to sleep because half of you are staying awake. Yeah, probably. Okay, cool. Alrighty. Oh, I'm sorry, remind me who the other two people who are out here with us are. It's Hawk and who? Zoe. Zoe? Oh, yeah. sorry. I thought we already decided what Zoe was doing. That was why I was confused. Nope, you're good. Um, okay. I thought I had forgotten somebody, and I was like, oh, Barnold is, must be with us. <laughs> oh, Barnold, of course. Barnold is the hide-behind plot twist. Oh, my God, he would be. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, man. Okay, so Siobhan, Zoe, and Hawk are sleeping this hour. Um, okay. Martha and Adam are keeping vigil, and Mariah's drinking. Cool. Yeah, Mariah's you better believe it. drunk. <laughs> she's not no, drunk. She's drunk, but... Um, has hide behind total immunity this round. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. Nice. And a um, minus one to sharp rolls for this All right. turn. Well. Is it both which sharp is... and cool? Okay. No, drinking does not lower your cool oh, no, 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 score, no, no, sorry. which maybe drinking? I need to think about the implications of that. No, Drinking I... raises your cool score, was... Tim. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry, I got it confused with sleep where you regain a sharp and a cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. So basically, if if you two stay awake again for the next hour, then you will lose sharp and cool. Do we lose it on the second hour or after that second hour? It's after every two hours. So like, if you stay awake for these two hours, then the next turn you'll either need to sleep or your stats will be lowered. Okay. Got it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, you said you rolled a nine on your vigil roll? Yeah. Okie dokie. That means that at some point this turn, I get to take a, or the hide behind gets to take a soft move against you. Do you guys know the difference between soft and hard moves in Monster of the Week? Kind of? I not wish, really. I wish yeah, I it's, did. <laughs> it's not really anything we've gotten super into. So, basically, in the concept of Monster of the Week, 
Um, I, as a keeper, like, am not really supposed to ever roll anything or take any specific action against you guys, like, outside of reacting to the story that you're crafting. So that means that I have what's available to me are called soft moves and hard moves. Soft moves are reactionary, basically, meaning, like, I can create circumstances that you guys then have to respond to. Hard moves are, like, doing things directly to you guys. Okay. So a soft move means that, like, something will reveal itself through the environment or, like, there will be a circumstance that you will then have the chance to react to before something bad happens. Um, mm-hmm. A hard move would just be, like, a really bad thing happening. Okay. Okay. So you can react Got to it? a soft move, but a hard move's a little more set in stone. Yes. Got it. Basically, like, with a soft move, you have a chance to prevent a bad thing from happening, um, depending on how you act. If With a hard move, the bad thing happens. Cool. Okay, cool. Got it? Okay. I do so got I'm not- it. So the soft move will, like, happen at some point during the course of this hour. I'm not going to, like, immediately say, like, you roll for Vigil and, like, Martha trips and a hide behind, like, <laughs> catches you. Like, that's not how it's going to work. The Vigil roll is for the hour, and so at some point during this hour, that will happen. Okay? Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. So your other NPCs and your good friend Siobhan have gone to bed, tried to, you know, bed down, make camp for the night. Um, which leaves the three of you awake. All right. So how's life? What? <laughs> so how's life? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it happens. Cool. Came into the wood with a hide behind, so that's something. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know why I never thought about the fact I might run into one out here. I feel like we go out in the woods often enough hunting for things everyone thought didn't exist. Why have I never, like, seen one? Well, maybe not seen, but encountered one. Because I've, I've never... They don't always show up so much in Alaska. The season is kind of limited for them out here. Um, they tend to mostly frequent lumber camps, actually, which you do get some of, but not so much in the park. Right. Okay, that's why. You said the season? What's their season? Well, camping season, effectively. You don't oh. get a lot of them in the winter because there aren't as many people out here. This is a natural area for them to prey because they don't really see a lot of the things that, you know, they're hunting. Right. Meaning people. <laughs> yes, specifically meaning people. Have you ever seen one? Not so much, no. Not directly. I just want to know what they look like. I mean, I don't want to see it myself. I just want to know what they look like. I'm sure there are theories on that, but... Oh, there are. Definitely. Seeing one of the one of the books we got in a while ago, um... We got it in this book. Uh, I don't know if you've... Do you know Fearsome Critters of the Lumberwoods? You read it? Oh. Uh, ben actually gave that to me. I have it in my bag. You do? Yeah. Let me just grab it real quick. Here it is. Right yeah, take, there. Yeah, take everything with a grain of salt, but uh, there is an entry on Hide Behinds in there. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, take it with a grain of salt. Um, a lot of it was, a lot of it's based some on, like, jokes and urban legends and, like, half-remembered stories told by super-wasted lumberjacks, but it's still something. More of it's true than you'd think. Yeah. Do you want to read it? Like, scary ghost story, campfire? 
We have a fire, Martha, right? Martha, like what? Yeah, we have a fire. <laughs> like scary ghost story campfire? Yeah. You know, when you get, get campfire and uh, and you do the stories. Um, you know, yeah. Um, let me just flip to page 23 where the hide behind is discussed. <laughs> no, I just, because Addison just Googled this really quietly so she could read off the page. Um... Okay, uh, so the hide behind, Ursus dissimilans, a highly dangerous animal, but owing to its intense aversion to the odor of alcohol, never known to attack and inebriate. Uh, to this, Mariah sort of raises her flask. <laughs> <laughs> One bottle of Uno beer has been proven to be a complete safeguard, even in thickly infested country, or a shoe flask full of... Is Jack Daniels a thing that exists at this point? Addison knows nothing about the 90s. Yes. Um, I, yeah, I don't a, think Jack Daniels is like a recent invention. No, it's old. It's old. I'm just... <laughs> a biggish beast standing about six feet and walking erect. The slender body makes it possible to hide completely behind the bowl of a 10-inch tree. The pelt is long, thick, and black, and the tail is carried recurved. Look, looks like a French sheepdog's. See, some of this I just don't know because we have no way... Like, no one ever sees that. No one's ever seen it. That's, like, the whole point of the thing. Almost impossible to tell whether the critter is coming or going, and practically hopeless to locate its face, if it has any. The short, well-muscled forelegs are equipped with grizzly-like claws. Ah, I don't know if I should read this next part. Read it. Its food, its food is chiefly intestines. Oh, good. No, you shouldn't have read that. No, uh, you should take that back right now. <laughs> Martha, I'm sorry. Would you rather not know? I don't know. Because if they eat intestines, <laughs> right. I don't want my intestines being eaten. I mean, what no. parts of you are you okay with sort of being <laughs> consumed by a hide behind? You know, that's an interesting question. And we could go really in depth into this, just like the island question. Which uh, thing would you bring along? And I would have to say, take my foot. I don't need that. You don't need it. All right. The hide-behind is never found in the open. He always conceals himself behind a tree trunk. His marvelously quick, stealthy gait makes it possible for him to stay constantly behind his prey, no matter how quickly the suspicious victim may spin about in the hope of glimpsing the marauder. The beast can go seven years without eating. Cool. So that's, that's the entry on it. That's it. Well, now that we know what we're up against... It seems a little bit hopeless, not gonna lie. Why? Unless, I mean, unless we just want to drink all night, I'd be okay with I that. I mean, Martha, all right. Huh? <laughs> not my no, preferred just... way to pass the time, but <laughs> no. I don't imagine just... we'll actually have to fight this thing. Why? Why is that? It's a waiting game. It doesn't attack people who are looking directly at it. It comes from behind. So if you have more than one person... You're usually all right. Yeah, you can keep eyes on it pretty much consistently as long as we keep ourselves positioned sort of back to back. Okay. Or, you know, seated around a campfire looking in different directions. <laughs> True. Which, you know what I mean. Yeah. Not everybody's back to the same direction. Sorry, I was taking a drink there. That's okay. okay. Not was... a cool, fun whiskey drink. I'm not that into the game. <laughs> it just, like... I got so tense, though. You, like, established some tension. Tim and I were nervous. Yeah, I was a little bit nervous. There's intestines that are on the line here. 
I actually skipped a paragraph that I thought would make Tim nervous about how it leaps out from behind the tree with a dem- demonic laugh and slices <laughs> open the Wait, belly you, of its prey. Can you do that? I'm sorry, you, you, you skipped which paragraph again? <laughs> do you want to read? Let me go find it again. Yeah, go find it and do this laugh for me. That's that's what I'm particularly interested in. Okay, so Mariah pulls the book back out and says, Okay, actually, Martha, I didn't want to freak you out, so I skipped a little oh, section of God. the book. Okay, here we are. It's not long. It's just, it says, uh, its food is chiefly intestines, leaping, yeah, you, from its hiding, leaping from its hiding place with a demoniacal laugh, or demonical laugh, it swiftly disembowels its victims with one swipe. Sometimes the fiendish howl frightens the prey to death before the blow falls. Okay, yeah, it doesn't need to howl to frighten me. I just need this story. Put it that way. <laughs> All right, here's your book back. Oh, thanks. Nice yeah, it present. is mine. <laughs> <laughs> it is a nice present. Genuinely nice present. I mean, I think we did establish that it was a library book. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> so it is kind of actually Mariah's. Oh, wait, is this mine? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I, here. Yeah, I'll return it. Wait, so no. So he gave then... you a book from my library. Yeah. Yeah. He actually gave Martha a list of books, which we then decided Martha oh, went and right. checked yeah, out. Oh, right. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Forgot about that. Before you go slandering NPCs that aren't here to defend themselves. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Ben. Sorry. All right. It's fine. You can keep it for a little longer if you want to return it on, like, I don't know, next week. <laughs> okay. I sort of did assume that's how libraries work. I mean, I did, too. Always knew you had a good head on your shoulders, Kennedy. <laughs> Mariah's uh. drunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tim asking Alex, I have no clue mm-hmm. what we're supposed to be doing here other than keeping watch around this fire. Uh-huh. Yep. Great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the ob- Okay. So the objectives that will allow for the hour to pass... Um, are not really related so much to your interactions with your environment. They're related to your interactions with other people. Okay. Which is part of why I wanted you guys to set this up so that you like specifically chose which NPCs you brought with you. Yeah, I figured that um, was kind of like where it was going. Um, yes. Just being someone who's very, very bad at conversation. <laughs> yeah, so and you kind of chose like your least conversant NPC to sort of start the game with, which is yeah. a choice. Starting off great. No, you guys are actually, like, doing, like, very well so far. I really enjoy, like, what you've done with it. Um, And I understand it's going to be kind of an awkward transition and, like, a weird exploratory space. And I'm okay with that. Lean into it. Leaning in. Cheryl Sand... Is Cheryl Sandberg here? Because it's time to lean in. Don't get burned Um, by that fire. Don't lean too far. (laughs) Do we have marshmallows? Adam, did you... Sorry, Director Kennedy, did you bring marshmallows? You're allowed to call me Adam. It's okay. fine. I didn't bring marshmallows. Well, why? Okay, no, that's not your I fault. I didn't either. That's not your fault. Sorry, I shouldn't be judging you for that. Um, I mean, you didn't bring them either, apparently. No, I didn't. I just assumed that someone else would have that judgment and uh, <laughs> do it for me, you know. <laughs> um, I have... Some kudos in my bag. What's kudos? They're granola bars. Oh, cool. <laughs> they're like the, the, like, they're like super not actually good for you. They're like mostly chocolate. They're made by the company that makes M&Ms. Oh, 
the they're Mars. popular in this the year 1996 <laughs> <laughs> yeah you want one sure i'll have one thanks okay i mean i'm pretty I sure that i packed out of my, my bag and food. toss it to martha Apparently not marshmallows. Yeah, no, I didn't pack marshmallows. I didn't pack anything. You I could want like to eat, hold it out over but... the fire a little bit so the chocolate melts. Oh, that's a really good idea. And then burn my mouth. Um, what were you going to do with the marshmallows? <laughs> Probably burn my mouth. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing a zero sum game here. <laughs> yeah, so I'll I'll find a stick, maybe look around a bit, and uh, find a long stick to uh. Oh, I just meant, like, hold it in your hand near the fire a little bit. Okay, but, but here's here's the thing, Mariah. My hand is not fire resistant. It would be I nice. I didn't say put it in the... Okay, you know what? Do your thing. Okay. <laughs> so you're looking around for a stick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, sort of scoping out the joint, checking out the campsite. Yeah. Give me a stick. Okay. While you're sort of looking around at the edge, because I think you guys have you know, used all of the sticks in the immediate vicinity probably to, like, pile over for kindling and start the fire. To do fire. Um, Yeah, so off at the edge of the campsite where you're looking, um, you hear sort of rustling of leaves a few feet away. Hi everybody, this is your Keeper speaking. Thank you so much for tuning in yet again to listen to our little show and visit us right here in Revenant, Alaska. We are so, so, so thankful for everybody who listens to the show, shares it, talks about it, gets their friends involved, leaves a review, follows us on Twitter. We really love taking part in that conversation with all of you, and we are always extremely touched and just so delighted to see new people jump on board with us and really get into the show. If you are enjoying what you're listening to so far, then of course we'll be back every week with a new episode, but you can also get advanced access to episodes by pledging any amount to the Cryptid Keeper Patreon. Uh, that's patreon.com slash the Cryptid Keeper, C-R-Y-P-T-I-D. That's where this show got its start as a backer exclusive for our other podcast, and you can still hear new episodes releasing to this day. Our release schedule on that front is um, kind of slow right now because life is crazy. In the upcoming month, I am moving, buying a house, getting a new car, starting a new job, finishing up travel, and doing this live show in Chicago at the end of the week. If you have not heard about that, the Cryptid Keeper podcast is doing a live show at stage 773 on July 6th with the campaign podcast. So if you love Horror Borealis, uh, you already love most of the Cryptid Keeper. (laughs) That's where Addison and I uh, on the side talk about different monsters and folkloric creatures every single week. And we are so thrilled to be teaming up with the awesome One Shot Network folks over at Campaign Podcast for our first live show and theirs. We think it's going to be a ton of fun and we are so thrilled that there are still a handful of tickets left for you to grab if you've not done so already. You can get those by going to bit.ly slash cryptcamlive. C-R-Y-P-T-C-A-M-L-I-V-E. Again, that show is on July 6th, which is this upcoming Saturday at 5 p.m. So don't miss it if you're in the area or anywhere close enough to get there. Um, what else? I apologize. These show notes are a little bit disjointed today, but um, like I said, there are very good reasons for that. Oh, As you may have noticed, starting in this week's episode of Hide and Seek, we are playing a different sort of Monster of the Week minigame. 
If you are interested in getting your hands on that, you can actually find a complete published set of the rules at the link in the show description. I will tweet it out as well. Um, that is a mini game that I myself actually devised. Um, I was very fortunate to have some editing assistance from none other than Michael Sands, who designed the original Monster of the Week game. He was really, really phenomenal to work with. I reached out to him via email and got some excellent feedback, and he helped me refine them into something actually even 10 times cooler than what you're hearing on the podcast. So I was really, really happy with the way our sort of live playtest panned out. But if you want something that's a little bit slicker than that, a little bit more adaptable that you can use in your own games, you can get it on DriveThruRPG or by following the link in the description for the show notes today. I hope that you like it. I hope that you consider trying it out and adding it to your own table. And I'd love your feedback. I am um, more of a game designer now than I was a year ago, but this is actually the first sort of experiment that I ever uh, dipped my toes into. So I think I've come a long way since then, but I still like this one a lot and I'd still love to hear your thoughts on it. If you end up playing it, let me know. I'd love to hear you do it. Um, as always, the part of Mariah Harris is played by Addison Peacock. The part of Martha Campbell is played by Tim Werner. The part of Siobhan O'Shaughnessy is played by Andrew Giada, who also composed our excellent theme music. And I'm your keeper, Alex Flanagan. Thank you to the One Shot Network for having us, and enjoy the show! Bye! Oh, shoot. Is it the raccoon? I mean, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. (laughs) You should probably look at it. (laughs) You hear the rustling of leaves and you feel a shiver down your spine. How about that? Is that a little bit more atmospheric for you? Thank you. Am I able to uh, investigate a bad situation or do that? Read a bad situation? Read a bad situation. Um, I mean, I guess that you can, but I don't necessarily think it's something that you should have to do in this situation. Okay. You're specifically playing a hide-behind-oriented minigame, and yeah. you've got to mix success on a vigil roll, so... Okay. <laughs> um, well, let's jump back into it. Did you guys hear that? Hear what? The, uh, I heard some rustling out here, and I'm going to run back oh, to um, the fire now. And uh... Yeah, I would come back to the fire. <laughs> Yeah, um, Adam stands up and is looking over in the direction that you were just over in, but does sort of encourage you to come back over to the fire. Um, yeah. Yeah, you can take one of these sticks from the kindling pile if you need one. I wouldn't go over there. No, it's okay. I think my hand is good enough. I don't need a stick anymore. I'm against them now. <laughs> Strictly anti-stick policy over yeah. here, huh? No, they remind me of intestines. <laughs> That's deeply unsettling. <laughs> Jesus. That's dark, dude. Well, no, like the whole connection with like, uh, never mind. No, I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. The rustling doesn't seem to continue. Um, it's not like a pervasive thing. You get the impression it was more of like you walking over there and something reacting to that. Um, but I think you guys should be wary. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Okay. Very wary. Aware as hell. <laughs> Just absolutely the most aware a person can be. Mm-hmm. I think Martha just, like, shoves the entire kudos bar into her mouth. <laughs> oh, Martha. <laughs> that was Addison, not, not Mariah. You can tell because the voice changed. 
Okay. Yeah, you can't really tell with me because my voice doesn't change. Sorry. Mariah's pretty good. It's not no, that it doesn't just... change. It's just that you and Martha have the same voice, weirdly. Yeah. Enough. Oh, yeah, it's a little bit. Yeah. Here's the thing. The only doing Mariah's voice gets easier for me all the time when we do these morning records because like the vocal fry is just so natural. <laughs> just slips right in there, huh? Yeah. There it was. That was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, so maybe want to avoid wandering out into the outskirts of the clearing. Gonna put that out there right now. Yeah, that seems like a good idea to me. Call that a call that a call that a rule, maybe. Yeah, I'd prefer not to do that again. I'd yeah, be one step closer to intestine eating. All right, I never should have told you about it. Yeah, no, you really shouldn't have. <laughs> you Ugh, information is a good weapon. Yeah, that's true. But also, you act you actually like told me to do it, so I don't want to hear it right now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's fine. You're fine. It's fine. We're going to be fine. So, weird shift of thought, but Adam, what got you into uh, forestry? Uh, I guess that's not that weird of a shift of topic. Just trying to get off of the whole intestine eating yeah, thing. no, it is a story with approximately zero intestinal okay, involvement. Okay, great. So. Yeah, no, that would be a little bit disturbing if that was your line of work. <laughs> I can assure you that it's not, and hopefully never will be. Hmm. Um, I don't know, it's... I mean, I grew up here in Revenant my entire life. Uh, and the forest was always sort of in the background, but... Uh, once I got back from the Vietnam War, I didn't really know what I was doing with my life, but there was all of this land up here and it was going to be developed and I got involved in, you know, things here and there, environmental protesting, mostly, uh, making oh, a stand yeah. against the, the developments up here and, and getting really involved in, in activism and, you know, sticking it to the man. Mariah raises a fist in smirks solidarity. Smirks at Mariah. <laughs> says, uh, she raises her fist. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Became something of a troublemaker, you know, a little bit of a, a ringleader in these parts. And eventually we decided that the best way to make our case was to get this land protected. And, uh, you know, one thing led to another. And I, I guess, made enough of a name for myself with the people that wanted to quiet us down that I was recommended for the position when it came up. And so they created the gates and uh, it was a pretty natural career transition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I knew I liked you. <laughs> Didn't okay, always. Not always. <laughs> yeah. All right. You got me. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, I, I think that's a, I didn't, I didn't know all that. Yeah. I didn't know you were in the war either. I mean, most people were, wasn't really an option. That's yeah. true. Uncle Sam's got everybody fucking. Mariah trails off. She can't. <laughs> she's not. She's not all together right now. Mumbling a little bit. Something. Something. Uncle Sam. Something. Something. Military industrial complex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think. I mean, Adam doesn't disagree with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not. Not necessarily a thing that I'm proud of, but it wasn't. You know. It was I mean, the time. Put right. you in an unwinnable situation. More than somewhat. But mm -hmm. something to be said for that. Come up against a lot of those in life. Shit. So, Mariah, what 
What? What got you into, um, I don't know. Why are you so skeptical and everything? Like, what started all of that? How do you live in the world we do and not become skeptical? That's a very good point. One that I haven't really thought about much. You go long enough feeling like you're being lied to or like there are all these things that are so obvious that no one will ever, no one wants to talk about. And you just can't, can't let, you decide to be one of those people who says, no, I'm not going to let that slide anymore. I'm not going to play this weird game that everybody's going along with where we just don't talk about the things that don't make sense or don't ask the questions that might make the big guys in suits upset. I'm never going to never going to be that person. That's just not who I want to be. I'd rather know. Yeah. Yeah. So what got you into living in the woods and asking people questions around campfires? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to make conversation if we're not like, you know, actively what got being you into, attacked. But what got you into squirrels? Into squirrels? What do you what do you actually do anyway? Oh god, I don't even into know what I actually squirrels. do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well I do hunt squirrels. Um and uh I sell them to Hawk and uh he uses their their pelts. I don't really know exactly what for, but um yeah. It's something because I don't know. I don't want to make. I I always felt like if this is it's weird to say, but if if I was known or if people knew me or people around me, like I I feel like anyone who I've known has gotten hurt in some way, and mm. so I kind of shut myself off from everything, and that's why I chose a profession that didn't really have to be seen um yeah and then just being with you guys and going through all of this whatever this stuff is has kind of shown me another side of it like maybe I can like be a part of things without actively destroying relationships or you know stuff like that yeah I feel like there's definitely a thoughtful silence that falls over the group at that point Mm -hmm. um, for various reasons. Um, And as it does, I think you guys sort of are looking into the fire or lost in your own thoughts for a moment. And that vigil slips a bit. Oh, no. And you hear a sharp cracking of wood off in the distance, specifically coming from the direction just outside of the woods where the others are laying down sleeping at the edge of your campsite. Oh, no. Um, what do you do? I would probably snap to attention mm-hmm. at that, jump back, look immediately over in the direction of the noise. Probably even mm-hmm. stand up. Yeah, um, Adam also stands up, grabs his knife, and starts moving over in that direction, trying not to make a lot of noise but keeping his eyes very intently on the woods. Yeah. Um, you do hear more of that rustling sound happening from the woods, and you think you catch a glimpse of a shadow leaping between the branches. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
I don't know why, but my heart is pounding right now. It's because okay. your intestines know that it's, they're going to get eaten. <laughs> and they're telling you. That was Addison, heart. not Mariah. <laughs> also, my intestines wouldn't get eaten. Now I guess I'm Mariah yeah, because I have had this many of an alcohol. <laughs> yeah, Mariah is safe. Doing great. Don't know about my liver, but my intestines are safe. <laughs> uh, that's the way to do it. Okay, so serious moment. Something's happening. Yeah. Do you get... Do you see anything? I mean... No, and that's kind of what makes me think it's what we're looking for. Yeah, no, of course. Sorry. Um, is there anything I should watch out for? Just keep your eyes where the sound is. Yeah. Staring it down. That's what I'm doing. That's not Mariah, that's Addison. <laughs> so we okay. keep an eye on it. What happens next? Oh, mighty keeper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I suddenly feel so powerful. Um, Don't let it go to your head. <laughs> yeah, right. For the moment that you guys stand there watching out into the edge of the woods, it seems like a sort of silence, an almost palpable silence falls over the area. There's no more movement that you can detect. There's no sound that you see. You do feel a shudder, maybe a chill run down your back. Not as if you're being watched, but as if the tension of this moment is closing in on you. Oof. But for as long as you keep your eyes open and as long as you keep your attention focused you don't seem to notice an immediate threat, only a presence that can be felt. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I think that concludes our one. Wow, that was almost in real time. <laughs> <laughs> like, no joke. Yeah. Well, Amazing. I mean, we also had all the explanation of how this thing works. Oh, totally. Yeah, a bit, getting into it. Um, okay, so, hour two. What do you guys want to do? I just started yawning, which means Mariah probably is going to sleep. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Siobhan, do you want to get into the mix? Yeah, I'll get up in there. Sweet. Get up in there. I think I think Martha is fine for another hour. Okay. Probably sure. starting to get a little bit tired, but um is fine, I think. Okay. So Martha, you're gonna stay awake again. Mariah's going to bed. Noise. Just one second. Gonna get some sleep. Okay. Um, I think that if Siobhan is waking up, I think Siobhan, um, Adam is going to wake you up and recommend that you guys switch places. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and Mariah, I think Zoe will take your spot. Okay, nice. Cool, cool, cool. All right. What's, what's Martha doing? I'm staying Martha's awake for a little stay bit. awake, I think, is what she was saying. Mm -hmm. All right. Good All night. right, so just so I can keep track of my my round notes, um, Siobhan and Martha, are you guys drinking? You guys doing your vigil rolls? You can do both also, by the way. I was doing both, kind of. Oh, I didn't yeah. do a roll. I just drank. Um, I don't think I'm going to drink right now. Okay. Uh, I'll have a little nip. A little nip? Okay. <laughs> are you also going to do a vigil roll, or are you just going to? Yeah, sure. Perfect. Then go ahead and do that for me. Roll sharp, but roll with your drunk score. What's my drunk score? One less. Um, it's, it's one less than your usual sharp score. Cool, 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 cool. What happens if I don't drink? Then you just, <laughs> then you just roll plus sharp. 
I spit the whiskey back into... <laughs> Ew. No, 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 I'll swallow. Gross. Fine. Fine. I was going to say, please don't do this to me. To me, Addison. <laughs> That's a seven. Okay. That's still good. That's still a mixed success. You're yeah. Right. Okay, that's good. I am appreciative of this as a sleeping fellow. <laughs> and Martha, what's your vigil roll? It was a six. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, crap. Yikes. Okay. This will be fun. No, it won't. My intestines are going to get eaten. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Alex, right are up. his intestines going to get eaten? We'll have to find out, won't we? <laughs> or I rather not Tim's. Tim's intestines would never get eaten. Tim's Martha's intestines, intestines are fine. Martha's, <laughs> Martha's intestines may be in a little bit of intestinal danger. Mm. Wait, no, Alex, please don't do this. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to eviscerate Martha in front of your, your listening eyes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh goodness. Okay, so hour two. Is uh, uh is Hawk still asleep? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um Okay, so I think Mariah, as you sort of go down to bed, do you do you wake Zoe and get her to take your place, or are you just like checking out? I think she'll she'll rouse either way, but I just, just kind of want to know what the what the moment is here. Okay, so you sort of like go over and collapse on your <laughs> sleeping bag situation, and I think she would probably be like laid out next to you, and I think she sort of rouses, gives you a little smile, stretches out, and mm-hmm. walks over to the campfire. Um, it's time she does to pick do up a... her flask on the way, and I think she takes a big swig noise oh no <laughs> everyone's drunk not me though you're not right yeah but i had that failing vigil roll <laughs> <laughs> well yeah guess you should have done a drink huh no so i mean no, look I'm if kidding. you have the excuse like why not when else is somebody gonna tell you that drinking whiskey is good for you now alex Yes. Are you saying that we cannot like choose to drink halfway through the hour or something like that or would we be able to be like, hey, give me a drink like right oh. now so I can't like get hurt? Um, I mean you could you could probably do that. That would work. Um the only thing it would is I just don't want to assuming... throw off your, your mechanics because I feel like that's a pretty yeah. cheaty thing to do. No, the only thing it would do that would like mess it up would be that I would probably then as a consequence make you take like the minus like the disadvantage for the next hour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because it wouldn't wear off in time, right? Okay. For sure. All right, I have to be so, quiet because I am asleep. <laughs> Unless you're a noisy sleeper. Do you talk in your sleep? I don't know. Not responding cogently to the conversation in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty wild. Um, okay, so here's hour two. So Zoe so comes over and joins you guys at the campfire. Sort of stretches out her legs. Mm. I think she looks at Siobhan and says, so uh, this is just like another day at work for you, right? Well, it's night but yeah basically i mean like is there that much of a difference up here um quite honestly no not 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 a whole lot that's alaska for you man yeah i mean i haven't haven't exactly been in this situation right like waiting as a thing just kind of is out there for us but similar situations i guess yeah. Do you know a lot about these uh, guys, these hide-behinds? Not so much, no. I mean, I've read the the Lumberwoods book. You know, it's kind of a classic in terms of monster mythos, but it's about it. Mm. I mean, you hear stories, right, like from lumber camps and things, but 
for the most part, people just sort of brush it off as stories. Like how it eats intestines? That's just a story? Yeah, specifically the intestine thing. specifically that part. Okay. As long as that's just a story and not the actual truth. Well, I mean, it kind of seems like the rest of it's true. I don't know why that part wouldn't be. All right, I mean, thanks. I don't, thanks. I don't know anyone who's had their intestines eaten, so. Like, just. I don't know if that helps. not not a good point. At least not by a, not by a hide behind. Oh, great. Okay. Oh, shit. Yeah, so there's other <laughs> things that just chow down on intestines. Great. Well, not just intestines, but like. Oh. I'm sure there's some in there. What's, like, the most horrifying monster thing you've ever seen on the job? Oh, uh, the most horrifying, like, to look at, or? Just, like, sheer, visceral, raw horror on the job, like, terrible thing that's happened. Probably the mayor, right? I mean, the mayor wasn't good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the most horrifying thing. You did burn down a whole bunch of spider babies. Yeah. Yeah. You did what? Well, there are a whole bunch of... There were yeah. a bunch of <laughs> eggs from a from a spider. A big a big one. Like how, like how big are we talking? Like van sized? The size of a van. So like a pretty fucking big spider. <laughs> Like a pretty fucking Sorry. big spider. That was Addison. Yeah, so the spider was not great. No, no, the spider was not great. I don't know, it was pretty great. You thought it was Good times was pretty with the spider, great, huh? huh? Yeah, you know, Jeffrey. He's my boy. Well, I know you have Jeffrey. Have you heard from Jeffrey? No, I haven't. Has Jeffrey written? <laughs> has he written? He has little spider arms. I don't know if he could write. Maybe he could. He like took some leaves and then spun them together to make like the high. Just say hi. Yeah. Like Charlotte's Web. Yeah, yeah exactly. So I don't know if you were like walking in the woods and you just saw a little spider web that had like a little message in it. No, I'm pretty sure he's like way out That'd be there. cute as hell. That would be cute, mm. though. As little as I like spiders, that would be pretty cool. So this was, like, recent you guys did this whole spider escapade. It was pretty recent, yeah. I can't believe that you got Mariah involved with a bunch of spiders. Yeah, I don't know well, if she to be knew fair. <laughs> until yeah, it was already fair, it wasn't there. Really like, uh-huh. Mariah twitches a little in her sleep and <laughs> having a half-forgotten nightmare. Yeah, she didn't choose to be involved. She was just, like, along for the ride, I guess. <laughs> I can't really imagine it playing out any other way, but still, that's, that's insane. Well, she was a, she was a vital part of of the team and I don't think we could have done it without her. Yeah, I mean, probably not. I have to say it's like kind of wild what you guys have been apparently getting up to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know. For me it's just like this is this is what I do and what I have always done, so I don't know if I'm I don't know if it's as wild to me anymore. 
which is kind of a wild thing to say. Yeah, a little bit. But, but I don't know. I mean, like, I get that it's your sort of day job, which is, you know, badass. But this is, you know, it's not everybody's normal. No, and, and I understand that. But just like I don't think it's, you know, abnormal what I do, I'm sure you know, Martha doesn't think it's abnormal to go and hunt squirrels or... Mariah doesn't think it's abnormal to run a library. It's, it just kind of is at this point. Yeah, I guess when you put it that way. It's a little bit weird to think of your job as like normal when things are just out there eating people's intestines. I don't know if I could consider that like normal. Well, it is though, right? It's as normal as there's a bear in the woods or... There are bats in the sky, right? It's it's normal and it's natural and it's it just is. Yeah, I guess so. You know, we have a place out here in the woods, and they have their place out here in the woods, and that's that's just how it is. So it's our job to make sure that those things stay in the woods and don't come out into where we live. It's been stigmatized all this way to be like this strange supernatural kind of thing, but. In reality, it is just natural. These things just exist in nature, as far as I can tell. But we've secluded them off into these corners of the world, like the middle of the forest in Alaska, where they have to live. And sometimes people get into their territory, and yeah, it's sad when that happens. And that's why we're trying to prevent it. But I don't know. People are afraid of the things they don't understand, but there's no reason for them not to understand it. Right on. I don't know. Maybe I've been hanging out with, you know, Mariah people's truth too much. But... <laughs> oh, man. Impossible. But anyway, what we do is important, I think, is, is all I'm trying to, trying to say. It's important, and at this point, it's just kind of normal. That makes I sense. Should, uh, I should thank you, actually. You know, it's... I, I don't know. It's weird. Uh, so he's I... like... Definitely a little inebriated and trying to form her thoughts here. Um, sure. I, you know, when we were, when we were growing up, like, it always sort of felt like Mariah and I, you know, had each other's backs in, in different ways. You know, I mean, she's her and she has her own way of, of looking out for people. But, um, you know, I can't tell you the number of scrapes I came home with or bruises here and there you know just getting myself in trouble all the time and I kind of always felt like that's how it was gonna be you know like looking out for my friend and I was I was totally okay with that but all the stuff you guys have been up to recently like that's not something I've been able to be there for and you have and it's weird Mariah's never really been the kind of person to make new friends easily and it's so strange seeing her have this part of her life that I haven't really been involved with but it's amazing that she's out there doing it and and that you guys are watching her back and that she comes home every time you know and it's been amazing to watch her find this new part of her life that she's 
excited about and that she has like a purpose with that isn't just you know keeping somebody else's library until she waits for them to mysteriously reappear or you know just closing herself up with a bunch of books all day long it's it's really cool and it's scary but it's been kind of amazing to watch well i'm glad that we're a part of it i mean yeah i'm glad that i've gotten to know mariah i'm glad that i've gotten to know siobhan um because i honestly don't know what i would be doing well i do know what i would be doing i would be stuck alone hunting squirrels for the rest of my life this is a lot of squirrels yeah yeah it's probably like millions of squirrels probably want revenge they'll get it at some point yeah (laughs) is that a (laughs) so how did you two meet you and uh mariah i don't think i can really remember a time we didn't know each other you know Revenant's not a big town. So when you grow up here, you kind of grow up together, you know. And I don't know, you know, even from early on, she was kind of a weird kid. And I was kind of a weird kid. But um, I remember my mom telling me that when she was growing up, she regretted a lot of the people that she hung out with in school. But she never regretted getting to know the people that weren't afraid to just be themselves. And that's always how Mariah struck me. Yeah, she's really not afraid to be herself, is she? <laughs> oh my god, no. No, she uh, she very much isn't. So is this kind of the uh, first time that you're experiencing some kind of other dangerous, not-quite-known being? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, I was I was there at the town hall when that whole thing with the tulpa happened, obviously. And it's not like I didn't think those things were out there. You know, I mean, I never really stopped believing in ghost stories, especially not hanging out with Mariah. You know, we talk about that sort of thing all the time. We were always kind of waiting for the chance to prove to ourselves that it was all real. But, I mean, it's not like, you know, part of my everyday reality. I mean, I kind of is now, I guess, but. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, most of the things I've fought up until this point have extremely punchable faces. Doesn't Mm. seem like this one does so much. Well, don't worry. Some of them do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. At this point. This is so freaking hard. Uh, Okay, so. Hit me. I dare you. Yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to hurt Come my hit, friend. Hit me, see what happens. Yeah, hit me. <laughs> okay. Um, Martha, where are you sitting in, like, in this sort of campsite setup? I imagine you guys are all sort of sitting around the fire. That's kind of what I was envisioning. Yeah, so kind of how I've been seeing it is we have uh, the fire on one side with us around it, and then the people uh-huh. sleeping kind of. Uh, yeah on another side um mm-hmm. and i feel like my back is kind of towards the people sleeping okay that's what i was afraid of yeah you're welcome <laughs> thanks mm-hmm. buddy mm-hmm. okay so um here's the 
difficult thing about these vigil rolls and the way that I was sort of planning them playing out. You failing a vigil roll does mean a hard move. It does mean consequences. It doesn't necessarily specifically mean those consequences for you personally. Right, yeah. You've got some, like, group responsibility going on here. Um, And so I think what actually happens is um, you guys are having this conversation. And to me, like, a failed vigil rule sort of indicates, like, a failure to keep actively paying attention. So, you know, you're tired, you're getting wrapped up in this conversation. And suddenly, I think, Siobhan, because you got your sort of mixed success, I'll give you this first. Um, you notice movement on the side of the campsite where the other people are sleeping. I immediately point it out. Okay. It's, it's over there. And I point. Okay. Um, <laughs> you point. I'm going to get up there and go over to where it is. Not like directly where it is, but kind of stand over that way and watch like we were before with Adam. Okay. The problem with this is, Martha, that's sort of the side of the campsite that you were closest to. Um, and I think you probably, you're, you're hindered a bit in getting over there. And there is, uh, you don't see the full shape of this thing. You don't see it fully revealing itself. But you do see a sort of, I guess, furred, hairy, a limb that is humanoid, but not quite, um, clutching the end of Mariah's sleeping bag. (gasps) What the hell? Sorry, that's Addison. Sort of from around the tree, the tree line where, you know, everybody else is, is sleeping and has their stuff laid out where the edge of the campfire glow sort of dissipates a little bit. Um, and that's immediately what you see. So I think Siobhan and Martha, as you guys pointed out and start to go over in that direction, um, it retreats. It doesn't want to be directly seen, obviously, but there is sort of a flutter of falling leaves as this thing disappears back behind the tree line and a shudder of movement. And I don't know, Mariah, if that would rouse you or not, but that's the situation as it stands. Um, I don't know. Do you think I should wake up or? It's up to you. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to stay asleep because I'm okay. Addison very freaked out and I'm going to let it be. <laughs> okay, fair. What do you guys do? Uh, I'm, I'm probably going to like try and snoop around that tree that it was hiding behind. Okay. Is there anything in particular that you're looking for, or... I'm looking for, like, tracks. Because I'm I'm kind of like, you know, Siobhan is kind of curious about what it does look like, so I want to see if it left any footprints so we can see, like, generally maybe a size of it. Okay, good question. Yeah. Cool. Um... Let me think. I don't think there are discernible tracks. I'm kind of envisioning as fall is setting in, like, the leaf cover on the ground, and, Mm -hmm. like, there's probably a bit of snow already, too, which is making it difficult to sort of tell. It's kind of muddled a bit around this campsite, Um, and it's it's dark over there as well. Uh, So if you want to take your flashlight with you and maybe, like, snoop around a little bit, um, that might wake the others, but that's a decision that you're allowed to make. Um... 
No, I don't want to wake the other people. Okay. So I'll just go, I guess, without a flashlight. Sure. But um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like wander out of sight of the fire. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. So you're looking around the tree line where this thing just was. You don't see any discernible tracks, nor do you see the creature itself, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do sort of the branches above and around you are sort of rustling a bit. Could be the wind, but it seems like maybe there's a specific sort of locational component to this that indicates it's not just a breeze blowing through. There's some sort of of movement happening up and around you in this area. I'm going to go back and get my flashlight. Okay. Because now I don't care. I'm going to point it up into the trees where it was. Sure. And just kind of like sweep with my flashlight, like trying to catch something. Yeah, for sure. As you are sweeping, you are never able to fully catch a glimpse of the main sort of shape or size of this thing. You only ever catch, like, with the beam of your flashlight, maybe a glimpse of a foot vanishing here or the edge of what might be a tail or the outline of the ridge of the back. Um, Because whenever the light sort of hits this thing, it, with inhuman speed, um, moves out of the scope of what you're able to see. Okay. But you do glimpse that this thing is bigger than you, though probably not by much. It is roughly humanoid in shape. Um, It does have a tail. It does have large feet. It has unnaturally slender appendages. Oh, Alex. Okay. I just hate... Okay. It's just a very... I don't know. That's a fear trigger for me. In a good way. Not like an upsetting one. It's just like a... (laughs) Right. No, I I understand. Oh. Okay. All right. Then I'm going to go back and sit down at the fireplace. Okay. Sure. So, right, and I, is, is Mariah okay? <laughs> Mariah is fine, yeah. Okay. It's what were like, you going to say? No, 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 I, I, I actually don't remember. But, yeah, so these, these sort of soft and hard moves, um, I really don't want to, like, I'm taking a little bit of a narrative chokehold on this because the there are still eight hours to fill, right? I don't want to kill anybody an hour or two. <laughs> um, I hope but you also, don't kill like, anybody any time. I also hope I don't have to kill anybody any time. Oh my god, you just um, said have to. Oh no. <laughs> You've planned for this. No, I, but like these these hard and soft moves will probably increase in intensity as the hours go on. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. But early on, just know that like hard moves will be things that sort of directly infringe upon like your campsite or somebody there and soft moves will be environmental in nature. So like a hard move was like the hide behind directly reaching out and like breaching the line of the campsite and touching like Mariah's sleeping you know form so yeah that's, that's that so scary um, by the way <laughs> spooky spooky that is like a mega ooky spooky <laughs> yeah but these things will probably get more intense as the night progresses just to be aware of that don't be like oh hard moves just touching a sleeping bag like no it's get gonna worse. get it gets worse as you go on it's like jumanji it's just like jumanji actually it better not be if there's a hide behind in my room i swear to god But with Siobhan returning to the campsite, I'm going to call that the end of hour two.